Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. A few weeks left for the Bucks to continue this incredible streak. They go for their 16th consecutive win tonight. They will face New Orleans. They will do so without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Speaking of load management. But we don't allow Eric Name to have load management. That's that's not an option for him. Because Name will say to us, I'm not taking a segment off, guys. You you have to do this. Uh, every time that I'm supposed to be on, I'm going to be on. And so Eric Name joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We appreciate you not doing the load management thing, Eric. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that, Holden. I'm relentless. I'm absolutely relentless. That's so, what, that's what um, they say. I'm just happy to get a chance to talk to you today. <laughs> so so we, we're we going to talk about this game through an interesting filter, right? Because it, if Giannis were playing, then I would say this to you. The Bucks have scored the most points in the NBA. The Pelicans have allowed, I think, the second most points in the NBA. Uh, seems like a blowout, and now Giannis is out. So still seems like a blowout, right? Yeah, it should be. Uh, this Pelicans team just really hasn't been very good this year. They're sitting at 6-18. and 18. They've gone through a whole bunch of injuries, even just not even only talking about Zion Williamson. They've had a number of their other guys out as well. So uh, the Bucks should win this again, this game again tonight. But, I mean, anything can kind of happen. And, you know, winning streaks tend to end on the nights that you don't necessarily expect them. I think a lot of times you're – you're looking at, oh, you know, they have the Mavs, that would be 18. They have the, the Lakers, that would be 19. Like, okay, those would, be, those would be the moments where it gets disrupted and then, you know, you drop a game to the Pelicans or the Cavaliers or something like that. So uh, you never know what can happen, but uh, this team is still really talented without Giannis. Chris Milton was obviously an all-star last year, but so – uh, he's been playing some of the best basketball of his career in the last two years. Brooke Lopez, obviously a, a huge part of what they do offensively and defensively as well. So there's still a whole bunch of talent. This will just be interesting because, obviously, this is the first time we've seen the Bucks play without Giannis. Last year, I think they started off the season 4-4 uh, four and four without Giannis and then dropped a couple at the end of the year. And then everyone said, well, you know, they're not very good without Giannis. And I just don't know that to be the truth. So uh, I think this should end up being, you know, Obviously, a little bit more of a game than we are expecting, but ultimately, I would I would guess the Bucks end up out on out on top. Your stat sheet isn't full of eye poppers. In other words, guys, <clears throat> excuse me, have been right where you expected them to be. Uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, maybe is a touch short of last year, but it's pretty close. But what I, I like about this team and what's developing with this team is this this sort of group behind the group. You're talking about Dante DiVincenzo. You're talking a little bit about DJ Wilson. Wesley Matthews coming in has has helped a ton. Do you think, maybe not today or a month from now, but in March and April and then as we get into playoffs, that that group right there becomes more valuable even than what they had last year because they're deeper and stronger with that depth? Um, that's a tough one because typically in the playoffs, uh, depth, can matter, I don't want to say less, because the Bucks honestly won some games with their bench last year in the playoffs. You think back to that Boston Celtics series. It was those minutes without Giannis on the floor that I think really decided that series in Boston. So I, I think the, the big thing with their depth is obviously rotations will shorten a little bit, but I think there's still some guys there that can really make a quick impact. You look at Pat Conton, you look at Dante DiVincenzo, 
they're getting threes up pretty quickly when they come in. And if a bunch of those go in, then, you know, you have a spot where you've made a big impact. Or a guy like Kyle Korver, he gets them up at an even quicker rate. Uh, if Kyle Korver comes in, the Bucks find it a way to get him two or three threes uh, in a matter of minutes, and all of a sudden he's throwing the game. So I think it, it's still really important. We saw Fred Van Bleed have a huge impact in the Eastern Conference Finals, and, you know, I think a guy like George Hill could have a similar impact uh, this year in the, in the playoffs as well because he's a guy that obviously knows what he's doing in the Bucks system now. He's more comfortable. And he's been in so many playoff games that maybe he's the guy that swings it. So, uh, I don't know if the depth will become more important, but there's no doubt that it will be important in those moments because Mike Budenholzer is willing to lean on those guys and he's willing to let them go out there and try to impact the game. It's been fun to watch this storyline develop with the win streak uh, and the fact that next week, if you got there, you would have Dallas and L.A. with the chance of being wins 19 and 20. That, to me, is extremely cool. But it's interesting because... If this had happened a year ago, this I would have asked you the question, can this substitute for a lack of playoff experience for this team because they hadn't won a playoff series since 2001 before last year. Now that they've had that experience, what does 20 wins really mean to this team other than just a, a, a note in a book, in a history book? Not much more, honestly. And it's kind of been interesting to talk to guys about it because – like Kyle Korver was a part of a 17 and 0 January in Atlanta, a 19 game win streak there. Then he's been in another 15 game win streak in his career, and you know he's told me that with those Atlanta teams, it felt like they had stumbled onto something special. They had stumbled into, you know, finding out that oh wow we're actually really good and we can win a bunch of games. And everyone that had questions about us, you know we are proving to them that we're really, really talented. And I think if this happened last year, that's how the Bucks would have felt, that it would have been, okay, you know, we are, we're proving to everyone that we're really good because of this win streak. And instead, last year, their longest win streak was seven. And, you know, those questions I don't think really disappeared. And obviously now that they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, those questions are still going to stay there. But, you know, Corver was saying that during the Hawks streak, it was, kind of like when a pitcher has a no-hitter and no one wants to talk about it. Like, you know, if you talk about it, you're going to jinx it, so don't talk about it. We can't do that. We just got to, you know, keep keep doing our work and, you know, hopefully we'll end up winning. And he said here it doesn't feel like that at all. And it, to him it's unique in that it doesn't feel like a thing. That The fact that they are up to 15 straight wins, and yet no one's like, oh, wow, this is an incredible streak run. They're all just like, well, you know winning basketball games because that's what we're supposed to do. That, to him, is the big difference. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's kind of amazing to think about where this team was. I mean, you can just go back three years. You don't even have to go all the way back to Giannis' first year when it took them the entire season to win 15 straight, and now they've won 15 straight. So, like, you don't have to go back six years. Go back three years. Go back to, you know, when they were struggling under Jason Kidd and how they were going to try to fix this thing and get themselves back to the playoffs. Even that, just going back that far – makes you really just kind of appreciate how good they've gotten so, so quickly. 
It's been an incredible run of late, as you mentioned, Eric, named from uh, Milwaukee Basketball Insider here joining us on the Bill Michaels Show. But uh, this run has put the Bucks in the front of this group in the Eastern Conference that I find is, is really interesting because the I think there's a chance, especially for a casual fan, to get a little lazy with the narrative that it's Bucks and Clippers and Lakers and maybe another team or something in there. But I, the thing that blew my mind that I did not know when I looked at the standings today in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics, the Heat, the Sixers, all three of them have not lost a game at home. They're a combined 34-0 and at home, and that to me means the first round should be fine for the Bucks. but this second round is going to be really interesting, and Toronto is right on the heels as well. Yeah, I think all those teams are, are really interesting because you look at the Celtics and the Heat, I think they've, I include the Raptors in there as well, the Celtics, Heat, and the Raptors have all been better than I think everyone kind of thought they were going into the year. It was going to be the Bucks and it was going to be the Sixers, and those are going to be the two teams in the East, and the Sixers have struggled a little bit more than, than people had really thought they were going to. But I think that stat is telling because it speaks to – a group of teams that is good, but also kind of needs that little bit extra edge that hasn't quite figured out how to win on the road. And all of this could change, right? Like this could be entirely different by the time the Bucks actually end up seeing them in the playoffs. They could have different teams. Things could happen at the trade deadline. All of it, all of it could be very different. But as of now, you're seeing a group of teams that need that little bit extra edge that, you know, if they have to go on the road, they're just not going to be able to do it. And, you know, when you see that, I thought that was what was so impressive about the Bucks last year was how good they were on the road as well. And obviously they started this season with a road-heavy schedule uh, here as well. So there's, there's something to be said about being able to win on the road. And I think that it shows that these, those four teams below the Bucks are just a little bit limited still, but there is something in there to fear. Like the fact that they can be that good at home means that, okay, you're probably looking at a seven-game series, right, against one of those teams. If if they win their three home games, then you're going to have to win all four at home yourself. So there's a – I don't know. It, it's tough to, to fit, get a good read on those teams quite yet, but the fact that they're this good this early in the year before the trade deadline I think makes them – much more scary to the Bucks, and and really makes the Eastern Conference much more scary than I think anyone would have saw at the start of the year. Milwaukee basketball insider Eric Name, we appreciate it. Hopefully, we're talking about some uh, late seven game series. Hope we're talking in June about a seven game series. How fun would that be? I I would enjoy it. I think it'd be great. So hopefully, uh, you know, by that time, Bill is. Just getting a little bit of load management so you and I can do this all over again. Yeah, let him let him play Kawhi Leonard and see if he shows up in June. I know how this goes. <laughs> Eric, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. They work hard. You work hard. They treat you fair for 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them at 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 